The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. With many Australians recovering from the devastation caused by the bushfires, as well as coping with the economic impact of coronavirus, this year Commonwealth Bank staff will give away more than 200 grants to community organisations and charities across Australia. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 20th of August. In your squiz today, targets around our uptake of a potential COVID vaccine, the US Postal Service holds changes, a cold snap, and hashtag free Britney. This is your squiz today. Starting on the topic of a COVID vaccine, and yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison spoke about the government's deal to ensure we will have access to a vaccine if and when one becomes available. Specifically, Claire, he talked about the uptake and said the aim would be to have 95% of the Australian population vaccinated. Yeah, that really gets to a level where you're protecting as many Australians as possible and even those who haven't had the vaccination. That's called herd immunity. But what Scott Morrison said yesterday is that uh, to get that kind of coverage, he would expect it to be as mandatory as you could possibly make it. That rang alarm bells for immunisation experts. And later in the day, Morrison changed his tack, saying that there will be a lot of encouragement, but it wouldn't be compulsory. To put this in context, Australia's immunisation rate amongst children is very close to that 95%, but there are still about 4.1 million unvaccinated Australians. Over 90% of those are adults. Yeah, those figures are about three years old or so, but experts say that uh, vaccination rates for adults is a challenge and uh, certainly there are some levers that government can pull to force compliance and they do that with kids with the No Jab, No Pay initiative that sees the government withhold family payments for the parents of kids that aren't fully immunised and don't have an exemption. So the levers are there. That reluctance is called vaccine hesitancy, Claire. The World Health Organisation has labelled it one of the world's biggest public health threats. They do, and it's a real issue for public health officials. It's a really delicate dance that governments have to do with the public on vaccination. You have to give people information, you have to give them a sense of trust that the vaccine's safe. And step three is that if people aren't getting vaccination, uh, then you need to encourage them to do so. And there's certainly a lot when it comes to this COVID vaccine that we don't have. We don't have a lot of information about it. Uh, Therefore, there's no real public trust in it yet. So there's a whole process that needs to be gone through. And what experts are saying is that the government and Scott Morrison have to be very careful about what they're saying about this vaccination if they want to get as many people vaccinated as possible. If and when the time comes, we have a squeeze shortcut out on vaccines at the moment. The link is in our episode notes. We go into a bit more detail on this very topic. Moving away from COVID now and back in April, four Victorian police officers who were undertaking an arrest on a freeway in Melbourne were killed when they were hit by a truck. Mahinda Singh, who is accused of killing those police officers, was originally charged with four counts of culpable driving causing death, Claire. He's now been charged with 33 more offences. Yeah, those new charges include dangerous driving, causing death, driving under the influence and also drug trafficking. He's due to return to court in October. 
to the criticisms about the culture at wealth management company AMP Capital Now, and it looks like they will release the results of an independent inquiry into an employee complaint back in 2017 against recently promoted executive Bopahari. As we talked about yesterday, there's been growing pressure on AMP to really address those accusations against Pahari. The company did know about the complaint when it did promote him to that big job in June. And since then, the executive at the centre of those accusations has come forward to say that she's not comfortable with the way AMP has said that they're low-level concerns. Uh, that pressure will continue to play out and we'll see exactly what that report says when it is released. That's right. It's expected that it will, along with an accompanying document, outline what the company considers harassment and what it used to penalise Mr Pahari $500,000 after settling the matter back in 2018. Over to the issue of mail-in voting in the US, with the announcement by the Postmaster General Clare, the guy in charge of the US Postal Service, that any changes to the postal system will be put on hold until after the November election. Point number one, I think Postmaster General is still the coolest title in the public service around the world to have the very cool. the word master and general in yep. your title is pretty cool. Um, but second, more to the <laughs> point of the story, yeah, there's been pressure mounting on that and those moves that would cut jobs, also service uh, and clamp down on overtime was really going to be a logjam in the system that would make that mail-in voting process even harder. There's still concerns that that service is much diminished and will really struggle if the millions and millions of people in America uh, do that mail-in voting process instead of going to polling booths uh, on election day in November. President Trump is opposed to more mail-in voting, Claire. He's made a few more moves in regards to that. Yeah, what pundits are saying is that a lot of this debate will actually play out in the courts. And yesterday, the Trump campaign launched legal action in New Jersey against its government's uh, planned rollout of more mail-in voting across that state. And it's been a while since Britney's been in the news, Claire. Britney Spears, I'm talking about, if you grew up... In the 90s or the noughties, there's really no other Britney. She launched a court challenge to stop her father, Jamie Spears, from reasserting control over her affairs. She had significant mental health issues that surfaced in 2007. If you know your pop culture history, you'll remember um, those images of her shaving her head and attacking paparazzi with an umbrella. Uh, Since then, her father and a lawyer stepped in and they had what they call conservatorship over her. Uh, That meant that really they controlled her life, her money, her career, and she's credited that with actually getting her back on track and not wasting all of her money and really being able to be a performer again. But in the last few months, her father has temporarily stepped aside for health reasons and the lawyer that was involved in that for all those years has also stepped down. Uh, What she says now is that she would like her manager to be her conservator and then eventually move away from that whole arrangement entirely. There's a whole movement at the back end of the internet called the hashtag Free Britney Movement and there's all sorts of theories about her, but it clearly is uh, something that's been an ongoing part of her life and some sort of control as they try and keep her uh, on track and she tries to make sure that she's safe. Her father, Jamie Spears, says that it's a private matter. 
A quick message now from our podcast partner, ComBank. In 2020, Commonwealth Bank staff will give away more than 200 grants to community organisations and charities across Australia. Learning Links is a not-for-profit organisation that works with schools, early childhood centres and parents to help children with learning disabilities and difficulties. Thanks to ComBank staff donations, they've received a $10,000 ComBank community grant to support 12 children in years three to five who are struggling with their numeracy to participate in a 10-week intervention program. To find out more or to make a donation, go to learninglinks.org.au. A bit of weather news now, Claire. The southeast of Australia should brace for the cold. And even last night here in Sydney, it felt like it was quite a bit cooler. But looking around the map, if you've been in Victoria, Tassie, uh, or the south end of New South Wales and across to South Australia, you'd notice cooler temperatures, potentially even rain and high winds. That cool change is set to continue throughout the week uh, and head up to Queensland, even uh, thoughts that there might be some snow flurries in the granite belt there. I can feel the eye roll of anyone south of Sydney going, you reckon it's cold in Sydney? (laughs) No, (laughs) us without like nine degrees overnight. Exactly. (laughs) Finally, the email subject line, Claire, what have we got? Well, I was thinking about Britney and I didn't take a lyric from one of her songs, but I did take an iconic line from a Queen song and that is, I want to break free. That clearly seems to be where Britney is at the moment. Does seem to be the case. Before we go, it's Thursday, so it's a Squeeze Shortcuts Day. This week, we've taken a look at US vice presidents and the US vice presidential race more topically. We've stepped through the role of the vice president, who Michael Pence is, the current VP, and who Kamala Harris is, Joe Biden's running mate. You can check that out via the link in your episode notes, using your preferred podcast app, or of course, on our website, thesqueeze.com.au. It's always there in written format as well as podcast. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au.